This is the Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G. This podcast explores trendy and sometimes classical topics in education, culture, and lifestyle. If this is your first time listening, my name is Jermaine. But I use the moniker Dr. Germ G because I'm a PhD and a former college professor who aspires to create engaging content as a writer, blogger, and podcaster. I also dabble in YouTube and Instagram. If you search Dr. Germ G on YouTube, you'll find my channel with sound bites from a few previous podcast episodes. My Instagram is at Dr. Germ. That's at D R J E R M. I also recently launched a new content hub called Dr. Germ G, Commentary on Education, Lifestyle, and Culture. You can find it by searching Dr. Germ G or typing in www.drgermg.com. There you can sample content from this podcast and other media that I produced, including my health and fitness platform, The Pandemic Pushup. I'm excited to share my content with you as it expands. This is the first episode of the second season of Cool Meanderings. I thought it would be fitting to launch the new season to coincide with the new school year. Now that we're past Labor Day, I think parents, educators, and other interested parties are ready to get down to the business of ensuring our school children are receiving a quality education. One of the glaring challenges to achieve this continues to be the retention of qualified teachers. Long before the pandemic, school districts from urban, suburban, and rural areas struggled to attract and retain qualified teachers, particularly in areas like special education, math, and science. There has been a historic shortage of teachers of color or male teachers or qualified teachers of any background who were willing to commit more than two years within a specific school district. In 2016, the Learning Policy Institute, an education think tank in the D.C. area, tried to warn us with a report titled A Coming Crisis in Teaching, Teacher Supply, Demand, and Shortages in the U.S. The Institute projected thousands of shortages across the country that would increase exponentially by 2025. The author author suggested that the shortages were partially an outcome of significant enrollment drops in teacher prep programs following all the layoffs during the Great Recession era between 2007 and 2010. Enrollments in teacher prep programs never seem to recover. According to a recent study on teacher pipeline trends from the Frontline Research and Learning Institute, teacher programs in most states haven't graduated enough aspiring teachers to meet classroom demand. In fact, Only Washington State and the District of Columbia saw an increase in teacher prep enrollment and completion during this period. Now, there's a Center for American Progress article on teacher prep enrollment decline from 2019 that includes a frightening chart on teacher prep enrollment versus completion from 2010 to 2018. It shows program enrollment dropping from more than 900,000 in 2010 to around roughly 600,000 in 2018. Now, program completion dips from a little over 200,000 in 2010 to around 
160,000 in 2018. So really, program completion was always an issue. Uh, Now, in 2018, there was a PDK poll on public sentiment for education, which found for the first time in its 50-year history of running the poll that a majority of parents didn't want their children to become teachers. Back in my uh, teaching days, uh, my college teaching included discussions on the teacher crisis in America from different points of view. We looked at teacher shortages and teacher walkouts that were occurring across the country at that time, which was this was 2018-2019, uh, due to low pay, unsupportive conditions, high pressured expectations with standardized testing, and few opportunities for meaningful career advancement or career development. These were some of the, the walkouts were occurring in states like Oklahoma. West Virginia, Kentucky, uh, I believe some districts in California were also having a Oh, yes, in the Chicago public, the Chicago school district, public school district also had um, had a teacher protest at the time. But essentially, um, the demands of the job have become such that it's basically became it's become more of a thankless job with for a lot of teachers. Um and this was a sentiment prior to the pandemic. This was all pre-pandemic. The, the COVID-19 school disruptions that began in March 2020 exacerbated an already dire situation. During the, the COVID period of shutdowns, online learning, staggered reopenings and closings, mask mandates, the already difficult task of retaining teachers became almost insurmountable. Earlier this year, the National Education Association released a teacher survey that found more than half of all teachers surveyed were were considering a departure from the profession. More than three quarters were overworked due to short staffing and around 90%, around 90% expressed burnout. So here we are in another school year where school districts, local, state, and even federal officials are trying to figure out ways to at least mitigate the damage in the short run. Ideas to recruit and retain more teachers have included an expansion of teacher residency programs, which I like. Um, these are collaboratives between school districts, colleges, universities, and intermediary organizations or companies. Think Teach for America, Urban Teachers, the New Teacher Project. And these are designed to lure more diverse, talented individuals into the profession. And the incentives can include financial stipends, support for coursework that leads to certifications and attractive pay scales that would ideally keep teachers on board when they finish. In some cases, you also have school districts that are trying to rely on a grow your own concept where they're recruiting some of their own high school students and to, to, to enroll in teacher prep programs and eventually become teachers, or they're looking at some of their paraprofessional staff and mentoring and in helping them to eventually become certified teachers. Now, I think this grow your own concept could become one viable long-term solution if given the proper time, support, and investment. Unfortunately, I just don't see the teacher shortage problem going away anytime soon for a wide variety of reasons. I'll briefly touch on two in this episode. The first, I think, is is due to um, challenges with gathering data to help us understand, help researchers, policymakers, 
and even parents and constituents really understand the depths of the problem. So a recent article in EdWeek highlighted two studies uh, from Brown University's Annenberg Institute that were released earlier this year, which were unable to provide more in-depth perspective on a national teacher shortage or teacher retention issues due to a lack of real-time comprehensive data from the country's roughly 16,000 school districts. Unfortunately, the transparency of data is not uniform, as you can imagine. Thus, these researchers had to piecemeal data with a combination of current statistics from some districts, news reports that indicated issues with vacancies or retentions, and for some states, just relying on outdated teacher data from as far back as the 2014-2015 school year. So through their research, they found an estimated 36,500 teacher vacancies over the last two school years. They also found more than 163,000 teachers in classrooms with partial or no certification in subject matter they were teaching. Basically, it's, it's just difficult to create policies. It's difficult to create policies to effectively address an issue like teacher shortages without having all the necessary information. How does one create policy that would fairly serve over 16,000 school districts without without having all the data? So that's one issue. Just just not having a grasp of the situation. You're piecemealing data together to try to figure out a picture, but it's not a clear picture. And so you're taking what you have and you're trying to make something that may or may not work. So that's one issue. The second issue is actually related to the first. And that is the school districts themselves. We have so many, over 16,000 school districts with such different processes and procedures for managing schools, hiring and retaining teachers, which are driven by different ideological and philosophical agendas. I think the concept of local governance for school districts isn't such a bad idea so long as it's serving its intended purpose. And in this case... uh, the issue of reta- recruiting and retaining qualified teachers, it's just um, it, it's just an ongoing problem. Uh, now, how is this realistically going to be solved? I think probably by a continuation of existing efforts such as the aforementioned teacher residency programs, which I think are solid partnerships between school districts and teacher prep programs, which are, again, a combination of colleges and universities working with intermediaries to recruit talented people. I think that can work. But I also think school districts have to figure out more. They have to find more ways to make the profession attractive again. I mean, there's the obvious approach with salary, making salary more attractive based on the cost of living by district, by state. But I would also go back to that article from the Learning Policy Institute, that report, which I found to also include some very reasonable policy recommendations that I think go beyond salary. Um, Some of the ideas that I thought were really interesting included financial incentives for like like mortgage mortgage guarantees for teachers, down payment assistance, child care support, college loan support, and generous retirement packages. And I think these incentives could be scalable based on the types of schools that teachers are working in. The more challenging challenging school environment should be accompanied by more generous packages. 
But you know, the report also talked about improving school environments, which I think is very reasonable. I mean, let's let's improve the overall environment where teachers are working in. Better resources, but also stronger mentoring programs that include good induction onboarding, but also programs that help to guide teachers in a way that encourages them to stay on. You know, these are, I think, I think are some reasonable expectations. I also think every school district has to commit to having transparent, up-to-date information to help researchers and policymakers figure out the necessary guidance to help school districts attract and retain talent. I emphasize guidance because these are independent school districts and they should, you know, and local governance should be supported. But you gotta, you gotta, you, I mean, you, you've got to give more information. And the information has to be adequate. It has to be up to date. Again, without adequate information, how does one create informed, helpful, equitable policy? So in order to diagnose and potentially solve the issue, school districts, local and state governments have to figure out ways to make access to education data more of a priority. Well, you know, given all the recent media attention that this teacher vacancy crisis is is attracting, Perhaps there will be solutions implemented that can address the root causes of te- weak teacher recruitment and teacher attrition. Let's see what happens. Um, there, there are plenty of there's plenty of knowledge power out there to help with this issue. So let's see, let's see what comes of all of this media attention and and good research out there as well. So what about your school district? How many teacher vacancies remain? Is your school, your own, your neighborhood school affected by such shortages? Are you paying attention to the issue from a research or policy point of view? I would love to hear what you have to say about this. If you want to drop me a line, you can write me at drgermg at coolmeanderings.com. We could also continue the conversation on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at germdr. That's uppercase J, lowercase er, uppercase D, lowercase r. Germ DR. And of course, I'm on Instagram at, at DRGerm. And don't forget, I've got a new content hub at drgermg.com. Lastly, if you listen to, if you want to listen to past episodes, you can always go to www.coolmeanderings.com or you can find episodes on Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Well, that's all for today. Until next time, be well. This is the Cool Meanderings podcast with Dr. Germ G.